Alright, so this is another episode of Two Brothers with a Z, apparently. Um, so what I want to talk about is self-love, right? Because I've been talking to a couple of my friends over the last, like, two weeks. And realizing that, like, a lot of people don't love themselves. And, like, we, like, when people are like, oh, do you love yourself? You think, well, I'm me. Of course I love me, Right? But then, like, you really start to think about shit. Like, if you think about the way that you treat the people you love, and then you start making correlations that you don't treat yourself that way. So it was like, I was talking to my therapist, and she's like, she told me to list all the people that I love. Right? And I listed, like, five or six people. Wife, family, friends. And she goes, well, you didn't list yourself. Now, my, like, my internal mind rebuttal was like, why would I list myself? That'd be so narcissistic. But then she was like, you know, how do you know these people love you? And how do you show your love to these people? And when I started listening, oh, you know, you care about how they feel. You care. You make sure that they're taken care of. You don't let anybody talk bad about them. You do all the stuff to show the way that you love. And then she was like, well, do you do any of those things for yourself? And I realized, like, I say the meanest shit to myself. To myself, I don't take care of my needs. I don't take care of my wants. I put all these other people before me because I'm trying to show them that I love them. But I'm not taking any time for myself to even show myself that I love myself. Because I've been conditioned to think that, like, if I put all my love into someone else, that other person will put all their love into me. So I will be filled from an external love and they'll be filled from external love and we'll both be full of love. But what happens is you put all your love into a person and they don't put no love into you because they're unhealthy so they're just going to hoard all the love or that they're actually a healthy person who loves themselves and shares what extra love they have with you because they feel that you are a healthy person too and you love yourself so you're both already full of love and you're just looking for a little extra love. And, but either way, you resent both people for not filling your cup when the only person who should be who's in charge of filling your cup is you. And then just talking with a lot of my friends throughout like the different experiences that they're having, I'm, you just start to realize that like we are not conditioned to love ourselves. And I mean, not just we as black men or black people, just, I don't know, call it my generation because I can't speak for any other generation, but it's like everybody in my generation has the same fucking problem. Like they don't, love themselves enough to not talk mad shit about yourself like some of the shit i say to myself if if anybody said that to my wife that's a dead man Uh, i mean i i get where you're coming from but i feel like personally like i i have a lot of self-love but it doesn't necessarily define my structure in life I guess what do you mean like like I love uh, <laughs> I love me some me but like I can I can find myself and my happiness within doing shit for other people so one doesn't necessarily for me take take away from the other like I love me like I all the things that I like, I still make sure I get to enjoy. Um, I feel like we talk about moderation and 
We always mentally connect moderation with most of the time food. But nobody ever thinks about moderation when it comes to shit that makes you happy. Like the American dream is do what makes you happy and you'll be happy forever and all of that shit. But if you really think about it, like you doing the same thing, like things that make you happy generally make you happy because it is something that you do in moderation. But once you do that thing all of the time, people say to to finish that quote, if it makes you happy, you, if 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 your job makes you happy, then you don't have to worry about anything else because it just becomes a hobby. But the hobby that makes you money. But once it's that hobby, is it really a hobby if that's what you do all the time, especially if it's a repetitive task? So I mean, you you I'm saying as far as like okay. So take that and saying like, oh, you you have a, a, a skincare company. If you are making the same body butter every week, every day, and yeah, you're coming up with new shit and you're trying out new shit, but at some point that becomes a routine. So where in there do you still have an escape to say, oh, this is what I like to do in my spare time if what you did in your spare time becomes your overwhelming? But I feel what I'm saying is not to let it become overwhelming because the best example I have to combat what you just said was uh, when I was living in Philly, my neighbor across the street, he loved riding bikes. He did it with his father. He did it when he got older. He fucking fixes them. He has like bikes. He runs triathlon. That's all the shit he loves. So he became a bike messenger. So his job is riding his bike and even when he gets off of work uh work eight hour shifts riding his bike he still gets a different bike and go ride some more with his dog or his girl or his friends because he truly loves riding bikes so it doesn't matter if he's doing it for, he's not whether he's doing it for a paycheck or he's doing it just because he wants to that's where he finds his solace and his peace so what i'm saying is like i never I didn't. I don't. I never knew what it meant to love yourself until my therapist pointed out to me that I didn't, and I started to work towards it. And it's filling yourself with the things that you like and appreciating the things that you're doing. So I like to cook, and I never realized how much not cooking first affected my weight because I'm eating out more, but it actually like affected my mood. And my thought process for myself, because I'm sitting here and I'm shaming myself for eating this fucking burger from some other place because I know for a fact I can make a better burger, half the price, and then still have joy in making the burger. But I'm not, I'm, I'm more, con- but instead of going in the house and doing that stuff to make this burger I want, I'm trying to get somewhere to hang out with my wife. I'm trying to go to work. I'm putting all this other stuff ahead of myself and what would make me whole. And I am doing something that I really don't want to do, but that, like, I want a burger, but I don't have time to make the burger. You know what I'm saying? And then, in that sense, like, you can love yourself, but you have to show yourself love, just like you show yourself every, just like you, have, you show anybody your love. And, it's, and we were just talking, like, cooking, uh, riding my bike, writing stories, like, all these things I stopped doing to have more time for other people you take an out of your cup to fill somebody else's cup. Exactly. And then getting mad because these people aren't putting back what I took out for them. But that's not their job. It's my job to make sure my cup is filled before I give any out. 
And a lot of us spend our entire time on this earth filling other people's cup and resenting them because they haven't, because you don't feel like you've gotten your peace. But I feel like that, that plays into outlook. <clears throat> like if you, if you have a negative outlook on life, if you have a negative outlook on yourself and where you are with your goals in life, you are automatically going to have a more negative vibe, a more negative energy within you. So it's going to create self-doubt. But if you try to live in, I hate those people who say, oh, just think positive and positive things that happen to you. That's not what I'm saying, but that's kind of what I'm saying. Like you have to believe in yourself, which will motivate you to push forward. Like I give you a small one. Like I've been like, yo, I'm gaining a little bit of weight, but fuck it. It is what it is. I'm happy with who I am. I'm happy with where I'm at. And then after I thought about it, I was like, but you could probably be happier if you lost a couple pounds. Not necessarily, oh, you need to lose a couple pounds, but you could lose a couple pounds. Why not work out? And it wasn't until the positive, I've been saying this to myself for the last three weeks, but it wasn't until I went into the, the, the mind space yesterday of, yo, like, why not? It gives you something different to do. It's something that you don't do quite often, so why not try to do this or to do that? And it's not necessarily a self-worth thing, but it's something that's feeding my soul as well as feeding my body. Because I put a positive spin on, hey, you could lose this weight just because, and that just changes the outlook that easy. Yeah, but, okay, I hear what you're saying, but I think we're saying the same thing. Like, you can't, you can't, I, I feel you cannot love yourself through a negative lens. This is, this is how. Yeah, yeah, okay. Then, yeah, we're saying yeah. the same thing. I wasn't getting the, the, the positive, positive and negative thing. Yeah, like, like, I want, I, like, I used to want to lose weight because the world isn't made for big people. But that's what people think in society, but that's not. No, but, like, there's a certain size, bro, that, like, if I get, if I gain, like, 10, if I gain, like, another 20 pounds, I have to start buying two seats to get on an airplane. My clothes cost more. I can't go shopping at the thrift store because all the good stuff is in a smaller size. That frustrated me, and I wanted to lose weight to fit into that. Now, I want to lose weight because I want to be able to do a muscle-up. And doing a muscle-up is easier if you weigh less. If you weigh less. So I'm training to do a muscle-up. I'm eventually going to lose weight because I'm training to do a muscle-up. But I'm not losing weight to fit into the world. I'm losing weight because I want to do a fucking muscle-up. Yeah. And I feel, and and then we doing, don't look for the positive spend in life. Though. Yeah, like, and I'm doing that muscle up because that's what I want to do, and I'm and that's I'm doing something for myself, show my, and I'm loving myself that I'm doing that. So, like you said, it switches the weight loss, and a lot of people don't do that. Like they're doing something for themselves, but for other people. There's people who started businesses not because they wanted to start a business and aren't being a part of Archenua is something that's going to fulfill them. They started a business because they're trying to make more money or have more time to spend with their families and stuff. So, yeah, I mean, it's a positive outlook because, oh, I'm going to have financial freedom, but financial freedom wasn't what you were after. You weren't, you're not doing it for yourself. You're still doing it for other people. Yeah, I get your point. So I, I just feel like, I, and I don't know when it started. I don't know when the shift started. 
And it might just be truly like an American thing. But like just not loving ourselves, not taking time for ourselves, not doing things for us and not for other people is something that's just not ingrained in us. I think it's more of the technological age. Like, don't get me wrong. Like in the 90s, people still had shitty self-images and body shame issues. Not not to say that it's something classifying them as wrong, but it was still there. Um, bulimia was a big thing with models and everything. But it, if if you really look at it, like the more and more visible things are to the masses, the lower and lower self-esteem people have. But that's because communication is changing. People's desires are changing. You went from... In the 90s, everybody, like I said, bulimia was a big issue. Everybody had an issue and wanted to be so, so skinny. But now you look in the year 2020 and big girls are in. Lizzo is fucking killing it. And you still look at that, but you still see the skinny is still in. You still see the midsize is still in. But you go to what your, I don't want to say culture pulls you into but your socioeconomical standards pull you into high class you're still supposed to be skinny you ratchet and trying to make some money or you trying to be that bitch you want to be mid-sized like nobody is living for what their ideal is anymore what they feel comfortable in anymore because social media has blown you up with all these pictures as well as bullying is on to anybody at any point in time because everybody can hide behind a, a, screen. a, a screen somewhere, basically. Yeah. I I think I truly think that you're right. Screen, I just think the invention of screens, because like even TV, like once screens became a thing, I think it self-love, self-esteem became harder to maintain and teach. And... I think I think it's it's a it's a shift in values need to happen. Where like it it making like I used to wear these fucking stupid size pants in high school. Like these pants were stupid big. Like they were clearly six sizes too big for me. But they had fourteen pockets. And <laughs> I fucking love these pants. They were super comfortable. And I used to get joned on for these pants. And I would want to wear these pants all the time. But because I would get joned on, I would strategically try to place when I would wear them and who I would wear them, wear them around. So I'm constantly denying myself a piece of happiness because of fucking society. With pants. With pants. And then, you know, then, then, you, then as you get older, like, oh, it's stupid. I'm going to wear what I want. But you, so, so you stop doing it to your clothes and now you're doing it to your lifestyle. Now you're doing it to your weight. And now you're doing it to your significant other. Now you to the shows you watch, to the music you listen to. You just change shit. And you're still doing the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, this might be... This is, we kind of on the same page. There's not much to talk about. I just really, really, really think that we need to start focusing on self-love. I mean, but you also gotta remind remind yourself that most people, their automatic response is still gonna be, "I don't have time for that shit." 
I gotta do this. I gotta do that. I gotta do that. And our days are filled with so much other shit now. The time for self-reflections, the time for meditation, um, it's something I, I think COVID is is helping with on a on a broad scale. Because, um, like we talked about in, in another episode, like you've gotten so many people now that have time to fulfill what their hobbies are, or chase whatever dream that they had to have some type of business somewhere. Um, And that is pushing something, either one of two things, that they're super passionate about or that they're really good at. And most of the time, things that you're really good at either come supernatural to you and it's like, oh, I'm great at this, so it doesn't really feel like work. Or you get those people that had to try really hard and now they feel some sort of pride in it. Yeah, I guess is a good term for it. And then they want to perfect that craft. So I think in all essence of that, 2020 helped a lot of people be able to get back to self-care, whereas everybody was always run, 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 run. Like even if you were, even if you do have a job at this moment, most of the time it's virtual. So you are at home. So you are getting to know the people that you live with even more so. And I think adding stress to any situation is always a good thing because you really get to see people's real colors. But you get to, like I said, bond with those people even more as Uh, well as you get uh, to learn uh, yourself even more because you've got a lot more free time. You've cut out the commute time that it takes to get to work and back home in the day. You've taken out the the time that you spent away having lunch somewhere else and you actually get to have lunch at home with your family or whoever your significant other is or if you live by yourself, you, you are getting more you time in a, as a whole in a comfortable space for you most of the time. I think it's, it's, it's changing things. I think 2021 is going to be a, a big year for, for people realizing their self-love and self-worth. See, I don't know. I think that 2020 is... I think 2020 was a big movement for the was was big for the self love movement, but I think smoke break. I think 2020 was also the the first time you ever seen people getting shamed for their self for how they choose to use their self love time. Like first you said, people don't have time, right? Back when people didn't have time, people had time. They just didn't prioritize themselves because you had time to go out with your friends, you had time to go see your family, you had time to go to that restaurant. You chose those people over yourself for those times. Yeah. So we always had time. We just never choose ourselves. But now that we definitely have time because we're really not supposed to be going to go see those people, that now everyone's like, oh, uh, since quarantine, I've been doing yoga or I've been doing this and I've been doing that. And then it's like, well, myself, my self-love has just been me here playing this video game for 12 hours and this person done become an eighth degree black belt like boohoo but i'm like that's I mean, everyone's self, no one's self but no. again that's media age because that's still looking at somebody else that's what people do now oh i'm gonna look at this person or that person on instagram going on vacation every other week i'm the same age i got the same shit going on how the fuck can they afford to go on vacation every single week but i can't you don't know that person's circumstance everybody's life is different everybody's circumstance is different so to feel like the projection of whatever somebody else is doing on oneself inherently is fucking stupid. But people do that shit all the time. Mm-hmm. 
And that's what, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like, like I said, 2020 was a big growth for the movement, but that toxicity came into the self-love, self-care movement along with it because people weren't looking at your your vacation plans, your travel plans. They were looking at how are you growing as a person during this time when you don't have to fucking grow through as a person during this time. Maybe you're just fine the way you are. Like, there was something like, if you don't come out of 2020 with a new skill or a new degree, you wasted it. But I'm like, no, who the fuck says... I have to use my time the way you decided for it to be worth it, worth something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I will say, like me personally, I, I think I've grown a lot in 2020. Like before, before this, I, I kind of fit into the category of, yo, I'm working, trying to get a better job, or trying to get this promotion so I can make more money, so my family can live better. But now, it, I mean, and then it was it was based on family and everything around family. And now, even still, it's based on family, but I'm in a happier space because I have learned that I am a part of that family that I'm trying to help. Mm. Like, especially we as men, like, not just black men, but purple, white, green, blue. Well, blue lives don't matter, but (laughs) all the rest of them color lives. Um like we as the man as the provider we always look at is I've got to make the best situation for my for my family I've got to make the best situation for my wife or my kids or my my parents to be able to pull them out of whatever is going on or to project you along further in life but we never stop to realize that we are one of those members of the family that we have to take time for and make sure is getting the needs that they have met as well yeah because you as the provider, you're still going to feel like, oh, I got to do everything. I got to make sure I provide for everybody else. But you, even in that group, you have to learn how to take care of yourself. Yep. Um, not to say, you know, women don't have that struggle as well. But as the provider in most situations, unless you're in a single mother home, you're you're dealing with that struggle. Whether the, the parents are together or not, you're trying to make sure... That at least your kid is good. Mm-hmm. Um, I say like, yeah. There's a whoever the provide whoever the provider is in the household tends to forget to provide for themselves. I will say a group of people that is left out often that I just thought about, and that's kind of why I realized that they're left out is when people talk about self care. Nobody really uses the self care aspect to talk about single people, like. Single people probably go through it the worst. I mean, as a person that hasn't been single in almost shit, 14, 12, 14 years, something like that, yeah. it's it's kind of hard to agree. But, like, I've got a lot of single friends at the moment that are going through the struggle of I've got all this free time, I've got all this space to myself, and I don't know what to do with it. Like, at least before pandemic oh, I'm having a shitty day. I want to drown my sorrows because I'm down on myself. Let me call my girlfriends and we'll go out or let me call my fellas and we'll go hang out. But now you're trapped in the house. Yeah. So all of your time is spent Netflix and reading a book or trying to learn some kind of skill or meditation tactic. You but would think. all of that time is alone. Even if it's smokers. Shout out to the smokers. But... Even in even still in that situation, 
what is your solitude? Because I know that's got to feel lonely, yo. Like, you get lonely times as being a person in a, in a couple. So when you're lonely and you're down on yourself, that is the most time where you don't have self-love, self-worth for most people. I'm not speaking for the loners, but for most people. So how do, how does somebody like that cope? You know what I mean? And I feel like to learn the mindset of that, that's, that's where it is. And I don't mean those, oh, I'm fine. I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. I'm happy being single. I mean, some people are happy being single, but just the, the general consensus of it. Mm. I feel like, yeah, I mean, I haven't been, damn, I haven't been single since 2008. Yeah, I haven't seen it since 2008. But, I mean, single people out here are still doing single things. Like, they're single people out here are still hitting up the apps and still trying to do meetups and stuff like this. Like, I feel that, I feel that, um, I feel like the most important thing that every single person needs to be able to do, and a lot of people who can't do, is be by yourself. Now, granted, throughout this the quarantine, you might be by yourself for too long. Like after a while, solitary confinement, and you and people go crazy in solitary confinement. But some people, at no point throughout this quarantine, learn how to be comfortable just by themselves and being themselves, and. So, I, I agree with you that this quarantine, for the length of this time of this quarantine, being single and truly being quarantined and not really seeing nobody and bar- not really talking with nobody or something like that, I, it, can be a, it can be a struggle. And then it can cause even more like negativity, especially with Thanksgiving just passing, Christmas just passing, you got Valentine's Day coming up, and you're in the house by yourself and you know making no progress. But for I think for the people who truly has mastered the art of being comfortable with themselves and being themselves, I I don't feel like that struggle would be too deep, it would be too much more, be too difficult than the people who haven't learned how to be with themselves and also going through the struggles of the quarantine. Boom. <laughs> That's a lot of words. Well, I appreciate y'all tuning in today. Uh, Leave comments. Let us know how you like it. Uh, Cheers to the next episode. See y'all next time. We out. Peace.